The third section of Psalms, known as the Leviticus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauley in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. If you have a bad day, there's always the hope that night is coming and you can rest. If you have a bad night, there's always the the hope and prayer that day is coming, that that night will not last forever and that soon the sun will rise and you'll get a fresh start. But what happens when the trouble seems to be day and night? If I use that expression, day and night this happened, I mean by that there was no end to it. Uh, That's the words of Asaph in Psalm 77 verse 1, I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and He gave ear unto me. In the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Selah. Did you hear it in verse 2? The day of His trouble and then His sore ran in the night. He repeats it. Verse 4. Thou holdest mine eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. Have you ever been there before? So troubled in your spirit, you didn't even know what to say. Verse 5, I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart and my spirit made diligent search. Day and night, day and night, he says, I'm, I'm troubled, I'm struggling, I'm having a hard time. That sets in motion a chain of questions. Beginning in verse number 7, will the Lord cast off forever? Will He be favorable no more? Is His mercy clean gone forever? Doth His promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath He in anger shut up His tender mercies? Selah. Six questions. This is the prayer of a desperate man. By the way, when you get consumed with something, after a while, it starts to just control your thoughts, doesn't it? And questions beget questions. Everything reproduces after its own kind. So when you get anxious, if you don't deal with that anxiety, guess what happens? You become more anxious. And that's the tone of Psalm 77 until you come to verse number 10, where the Bible says, And I said, This is my infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. Here's what you do when day and night things are bad, when the questions keep coming at you, and there seems to be no end of the situation you're in, here are the things you need to do. Number one, you need to remember. He gives a list of things. He said, I'm going to remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. In other words, I'm going to go back, literally, and rehearse again all the good years and all the blessings and all the things God's done in the past. Then he says, I'll remember the works of the Lord. That's what he's done. Then he says, I'll remember thy wonders of old. Someone says, well, isn't that the same thing as his works? No, I think it goes beyond the works, uh, to the actual essence of who God is, His own nature, His wonder, uh, our amazement at who He is. In other words, if we could just go back and remember God, uh, then that will begin to cut through some of the clouds, some of the darkness we're living in. Secondly, He says, I'll meditate also of all thy work. Uh, So now He's not only going to have some memory, He's going to meditate. I think this is 
Of course, a reminder, we should meditate in Scripture. The only way to meditate on what God is doing is to meditate on what God has said. His Word reveals His work. And so, it is a meditation on God. It is a meditation on truth. Uh, you know, sometimes our questions so fill our minds uh, that we fail to think about God like we ought to think about God. And uh, you can try hard to cast out the wrong thoughts, but you better replace it. That You can't have a, a vacancy, a void, a vacuum in your mind. No, crowd out those anxious thoughts, those troubled thoughts, all those questions with great thoughts of God. Meditate. And then he says, and talk of thy doings. Now, I personally believe meditation and our mouth are connected. And remember in Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. So there's a real link here because whatever you talk about, you're going to think about. Whatever you think about, you're going to talk about. Uh, but I think he's adding to, to his plan here. He says, I'm going to remember. I'm going to use my memory to go back to the past. Then I'm going to meditate on God and God's truth now in the present. And then I'm going to start talking about the goodness of God to everybody else. I found for me, when I'm having a hard time, one of the best things I can do is share my testimony with someone. One of the greatest things I can do is find someone that doesn't know the Lord and tell them how I got saved and uh, witness for Christ or share a verse with someone that's discouraged. And I found that very often as I begin talking about the goodness of God, God just starts pouring fresh grace and truth and mercy and strength into my own soul. Do you remember Job? The Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. There's something about this, this beautiful open secret of as we minister to others, God ministers even more deeply to our own hearts. And so these are the three things he's going to do. I'll remember, I will meditate, and I will talk. And then you come to the closing verses of Psalm 77, and they're beautiful. He begins in verse 13 with these words, Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? Uh, by the way, don't you love being in God's sanctuary? You remember again, we're in the Leviticus Psalms. We've come into the holy place, into the presence of God. And when you get in the sanctuary, oh, what peace fills your heart. And you get taken with the greatness of God. He says in verse 14, Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph, Selah. I love verse 16, The waters saw thee, O God. The waters saw thee. They were afraid. The depths also were troubled. The clouds poured out water. The skies sent out a sound. Thine arrows also went abroad. The voice of thy thunder was in the heaven. The lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled and shook. What's he describing? He's describing a storm. Notice, please, that in the storms of life, the greatness of God is seen. And notice also, please, that God was leading and God was guiding and God was directing even when they were in deep water. I love this verse, verse 16. He said, The waters saw thee, they were afraid. We look at the water and we're afraid of the water. But the Bible says the water looks at God and trembles at the one who can stand up on the bow of a ship and say, Peace be still. You may be looking at your circumstances today. You may be looking at your adversary today and you may be troubled. But I want you to know that that adversary and those circumstances have to look at your God and tremble in the presence of the God who can speak one word and change everything. And so we come to one of the great secrets of the psalm, one of the keys that unlocks its spiritual application to us, and it's found in verse 19. He says, Thy way is in the sea, and thy path in the great waters, and thy footsteps are not known. I've marked in my Bible in verse 13, Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Boy, we like that, don't we? 
But in verse 19, thy way is in the sea. What's the sea? The sea is uncertainty. It's restlessness. It's stirring. It's the unknown. He says his footsteps are in the great waters, in the deep waters. Last I checked, you can't follow a path very well through the water because it quickly covers up the the foam that the boat has created. And yet, what is he saying? He is saying, in unknown, uncharted territory, God, I still believe you are leading me. Could I remind you that the same God that led Israel out of Egypt led them through the Red Sea? That the same God who led them on the dry ground in the wilderness would also lead them across the river into the promised land? The psalm ends with verse 20. Thou ledest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Don't ever forget that God is leading. He may lead you in the sanctuary or He may lead you in the sea today. But whether He's leading you in quiet, still, comfortable places or in uncharted territory and troubled waters, just rest in this. He's leading. Remember Him. Meditate upon Him. And talk about Him today. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or if you desire to grow in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We'd love to hear from you. You may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey.